welcome to Let's Talk Hair, the Comb Education Podcast. My name is Araz. I'm your host. I am a fellow hairdresser. I've been in this industry for 21 years. And I always say it's part of my mission to help inspire and empower this industry through my learnings. I've learned a lot over the years. And I think right now our industry needs a little bit of extra love, extra guidance. And I hope to provide that to those of you who need it. Uh, through this podcast, through the blog, through YouTube, through Instagram, through all of the ways that I can uh, help, I will. And so that was kind of essentially why this podcast was born. So today we're going to be talking about hair color options, but over the episodes you'll notice I talk about hair color, hair color theory, hairdresser life, mindset, all of, I cover all of the things that have helped me as a stylist in hopes of helping you. But today we are talking about hair color options because I swear to God, if I hear one more person call a demi-permanent, a semi-permanent, I'm going to lose my shit. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm not going to lose my shit. What I'm going to do is help educate and get us all on the same page. Okay. So I think that there is a little bit of confusion in our industry when it comes to really understanding and correctly like labeling the different types of hair color delivery systems that we have. So today... I just want to take a few minutes, offer a little bit of clarity on the options that we have to utilize and maybe why you would choose one over the other. See, the problem, I think, with not really fully understanding these products or labeling them, whatever they're not, it creates confusion. It creates confusion in our industry, within our industry as professional stylists and colorists, along with confusion for some clients. So... I hope this gives you a little perspective. I hope this gives you a little bit clarity. Let's get right into it. We're going to start, number one, uh, with temporary dyes. Temporary dyes are literally going to stain and deposit only on the outer layers of the cuticle. They have no lasting effect unless the hair is really, really bleached or really, really, really porous. So if that's the case, just know temporary dyes can stain the hair. Um... Typically, they wash away, but they can stain the hair. So temporary dyes are products like colored sprays, colored gels. Um, Kool-Aid is a temporary dye. Those gray coverage sprays, those little mascaras, the powders, these are all temporary, designed to wash away, typically after one use. But just know, super porous hair, you might have a little bit of staining. So next, I want to talk about semi-permanent dyes. So semi-permanent dyes are typically pre-formed dyes. So they don't need developer to develop and they're often what's used in like vivid colors or punky colors. Um, they're pre-formed. The, what you see is what you get. I've seen sometimes there's some confusion where people will mix developer with direct dyes and like you don't need that with a semi-permanent direct dye. If you squeeze the tube and it's red or pink or teal or purple or yellow or orange or whatever color, that's what you're going to get. So you don't have to mix developer. They are pre-formed. The color is what the color is. So these are designed typically to be used mostly on previously lightened hair and semi-porous hair because they do not penetrate into the cortex for virgin hair, but can penetrate into the cortical fibers of the hair right after a bleaching process. Because think about it this way. 
Typically, after a bleaching process, the hair is very swollen. And so using a semi-permanent dye right after can allow those dyes to kind of penetrate a little bit further into the cortex and um, like the outer layers of the cortical fibers. If the hair is extremely porous, these dyes sometimes can last longer than a demi-permanent color because they have a tendency to stain the cuticle layers. And when you're dealing with overly porous hair, um, the kind that will not hold on to color no matter what, using a direct dye or a semi-permanent sometimes is a better option. Because if the hair is really porous and really damaged, think about it this way. You have the cuticle layers and there's holes and gaps in those cuticle layers. These direct dyes can get into where those holes and gaps are and kind of fill in the gaps and also stain the cuticle. So you're gonna have a longer lasting effect sometimes using a semi-permanent color instead of a demi-permanent oxidative color. Here's the thing though. With semi-permanent color, they are, like I said, they're preformed, so the dyes are kind of bigger. If you've ever had this happen, um, I want you to think about it, because I remember the first time this happened, I was like, oh, that was interesting. So I had a client who was naturally white gray hair, and she wanted pink. So I was like, sweet, I don't have to pre-lighten, I don't have to bleach, I don't have to do shit, I'm just gonna put the pink on and we're gonna be good to go. And I was wrong because that cuticle was so sealed shut, that cuticle was so compact, um, there was zero porosity and nothing happened. And so sometimes when you're dealing with a client that has white hair, you might have to use like a little bit of high lift or something a little alkaline to uh, soften and swell those cuticle layers and create a little bit of porosity so that those dyes can do um, their jobs. So semi-permanent dyes typically will wash away gradually, okay? If the hair is really damaged, it's gonna wash away really fast. It's not on the manufacturer, guys. It's what are you putting it on? If you're putting on trashed hair, it's not gonna last. So it's really important, I think, to educate your clients on the lifespan of their color when they're using a semi-permanent color. So semi-permanent colors uh, examples are basically like direct dyes, any of the vivid punky colors, some colored shampoos, colored conditioners, um, but they, again, typically live on the outside layers of the cuticle. If the hair is porous, it can go a little bit further in, but these are preformed. They don't need developer. These are semi-permanent dyes. Then we have demi-permanent dyes. So demi-permanent colors are typically created with both a permanent dye intermediary as well as preformed semi-permanent dyes. It's a combo, okay? Um, so a true demi-permanent color does not alter the natural hair because the alkalizer that's used is MEA instead of ammonia. MEA does not have the capability or the power to really shift natural hair even in lighter colors. So demi-permanent colors are usually in a liquid or a very loose cream consistency. Sometimes they can be clear and other times they can have a hint of a copper or a gold or a red or a violet. So when you see these tones in your demi-color, just know that there are direct dyes in the mixture. So 
The downside to using a color that has both uh, dye intermediaries and direct dyes is that oftentimes the direct dye will fade off of the hair quicker because it stays within the cuticle layers. And then the dye intermediaries will last longer and it's gonna cause some undesirable results when faded. So if you're using a demi color that's using a, a dye intermediary oxidative color with a direct dye preformed color, it's going to be vibrant and beautiful because of the direct dye in it. But when the direct dye washes off, sometimes you're left with an off tone. I'll tell you this in my experience, uh, Redken Shades EQ is a prime example where they're using um, oxidative dye and direct dyes. So everything looks great, but then when it fades, it fades funky and off because that direct dye washes off first and then you're left with whatever drabby uh, color. Um, and it's just not, not always great, but nothing against it. I just, I'm not always a fan of it. So that's demi-permanent color. And then we have deposit only color. We confuse these all the time. So a lot of us mistake a demi-permanent with deposit only, and that's just not the case. So a deposit only color is generally created with permanent dye intermediaries, but it does not use MEA as the alkalizer. True deposit only actually uses AMP as the alkalizer from what I understand. And what AMP lacks is the ability to lighten the hair, but it does have the ability to deposit into the cortical fibers. So these colors typically will fade on tone because number one, the hair wasn't lightened during the color process. So sometimes when we worry about, or we talk about, oh, the color faded warm or the color faded weird, if you're using a color that is lifting ability, if it has lifting ability, AKA alkalinity, what can happen is you're gonna lift and create an undertone and then you're depositing whatever color you're using. But when that color that you deposited fades, that undertone is still there. What you lifted to is still there. So you can't say it faded warm. You lifted warm and then you deposited a cool and then the cool faded and that's what you're seeing. It's not necessarily the color. So when you're using a deposit only, the hair wasn't lightened during the coloring process. So there was no undertone created. It was just depositing color. So you're not gonna have a weird off tone in fading with that. And number two, there are no direct dyes in the mixture. So you don't have that component of a direct dye that's gonna fade off tone. Um, deposit only colors are not, they're just dye intermediaries that are true deposit only that deposit further into the cortical fibers of the hair. So when it fades, undertone isn't coming up because you didn't lift anything. And then it's not fading off tone because there was no direct dye in it. Do you get the difference? Look at your ingredient decks. Okay, moving on, we have permanent color. Permanent color is basically created from small color molecules, they're called dye intermediaries, and those small color molecules penetrate into the cortex and in turn, they couple, they increase in size, um, and that's how you get that, that deposit. Typically, the alkali used in permanent color is ammonia, unless you're using an ammonia-free color, um, whole another story but because of its use of ammonia most permanent color is really the most versatile when it comes to creating hair color 
Um, these colors will, these, these permanent colors that are using ammonia as an alkalizer, they will lighten and create undertone as well as deposit and get amazing gray coverage. But just be aware when we, we, when we refer to permanent, it does not mean that the color itself is permanent. All it means is that using that color will permanently alter the chemical composition of the hair. Meaning, when those dye intermediaries eventually fade, the hair does not revert back to its original color. It has been permanently altered and generally it's been lightened. So that's what we mean when we say permanent. It doesn't mean that, oh, because I'm using a permanent, it's gonna last longer. Not necessarily. What's gonna determine the longevity of your color is the, the hair that you're putting it on, the texture, the porosity, what is the health of that hair? That is what's gonna determine how long your color lasts, whether you use a semi, demi, deposit only, permanent. It's a, what are you putting it on? So a permanent color does not always necessarily mean that it's going to last longer. Sometimes a demi could last longer. Sometimes a deposit only could last longer and shit, sometimes a semi-permanent could last longer. What are you putting it on? That's more important. Okay, I wanna talk about toners because there is definitely some confusion in this category. There are toners, which are a product, and then there's toning, which is a service. Toning is a service. It's a service. So what most of us, general hairdresser population, refer to as toners are typically demi-permanent colors, okay? Um, toning is the process of finessing the tone and reflect of previously lightened hair with a dye that is typically a little bit more sheer and translucent. So technically speaking, any of the colors that I talked about, whether it's semi, uh, demi, deposit only, temporary, they can all act as toners. So just because it comes in a little bottle and it's liquid, it doesn't mean it's a toner. Toning is a service that we do. Um, and so essentially you're shifting the tone of previously lightened hair to a different tone. That is toning. Any product can be used to tone depends on what you're trying to achieve. So I know that I'm never going to see the day that every single one of us in this industry is on the same page, using the same verbiage. I get it. But I hope that maybe this can clear up a little bit for you what each hair color does and maybe it'll assist you in making a little bit more of an educated uh, choice. So I wanna, I wanna give you a little opportunity. Um, if you're into really understanding hair, like hair color, the chemicals, the canvas, texture, porosity, how all of that, plus color theory, like, like true color theory, hair color theory, the dyes that we're using, the colors and the tone. Like if you're into really, really wanting to get a handle on understanding the fundamentals of hair, hair color and color theory, then I would highly encourage you to check out my course shop. It's called The Fundamentals of Hair and Hair Color. And it's an online workshop, uh, online course, hands-on workshop combo. It's a hybrid, I call it a course shop. And it's three modules, I think about 17 lessons of 
really diving deep into the chemicals, the hair, and most importantly, how to formulate fearlessly and confidently. I've been in this game a long time. I've been educating for a very long time, and I know there's a gap there that a lot of us maybe don't quite fully understand the chemicals that we're working with. Maybe we don't fully understand the hair that we're working with and the different nuances of different hair and how to predict the best possible outcome. And so I've taken everything I've learned, all of my experiences, and put it in this course shop so that you can save years of learning lessons the hard way. Like, for real, you, it doesn't have to be hard formulating and really predicting what the hair is going to do before you do anything to it, before you mix any chemical. Like, it is so liberating, and uh, I want that for you. So if you're interested in that, obviously, you can go to combededucation.com slash fundamentals. Um, you can use a coupon code, uh, Comies50, like my homies, but the Comies, C-O-M-B-I-E-S 50 for half off. Um, just because you're here and just because you're listening. Take a look at it. It might be something that you are interested in and it very well might be something your future self might thank you for. All right, I hope this was helpful for you. Um, until next time, happy hair coloring.